Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world eats. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn how to use nutrition as a precise tool to feel, do, and look your absolute best. Guys, happy Friday! Last day of the working week, and then we have weekend. I don't know about you, I usually take one day off unless I travel somewhere, and then I uh, work or prepare for the next week, um, either on Sunday or Saturday. Again, uh, I take one day of the week off, and it seems like it's all I need um, that to recover, to refresh my mind, my body, to get back to my mission, to my work, to my clients, to content, fully uh, capable of delivering amazing results and enjoying the process. So guys, make sure that you figure out your patterns, how much rest you actually need to show up as your absolute best. And how do you know, guys, how much rest you need and whether you actually are getting enough or not? One word, enthusiasm. Guys, if you love your work, if you love your life, but for some reason, you just lost this zest, this enthusiasm for what you do in your life, it might be that you're not resting and refreshing yourself sufficiently or in a manner in a matter that manner that actually works for you. Um, you know, for me, I need to disconnect. I need to spend some time in nature, outside. I need to engage in some fun hobby. I need to meet people. Like all of the things, they gotta kind of like come together to give me a full restart, refresh. And then I feel truly nourished and I have this drive to attack new week with, um, more drive and motivation and enthusiasm and energy than ever, right? So if you don't have enthusiasm, positivity, optimism in your life, besides, you know, having health health problems or um, not balanced neurotransmitters or hormones, besides all of that, it might be an issue of simply not resting enough, not having the kind of rest that you need. Um, some people think that just spending time with TV on the couch is enough to refresh and to have appropriate rest and recovery. Well, actually, not the case. More often than not, sitting on the couch, it might not spend your physical energy, but for the mind, it actually not rest at all. And if you want to recover fully, you need to um, give appropriate rest when you disconnect, when you allow your mind to wander and enjoy ex- new experiences, something outside of your ordinary routine, uh, something engaging but in a different way. So watching TV just does not work like that. Um, and more often than not, it creates uh, certain emotional and thought patterns that actually, um, in a bigger picture, makes you feel worse and less optimistic and more fatigued, right? Uh, so anyhow, this is a short beat on taking breaks, taking rest, you know, maybe um, go hiking this weekend, maybe go try some new hobby. It's always invigorating for the mind, especially if it's a hobby outside. Like back in London, um, I tried stand-up 
paddle boarding, I think that's how you call it, wakeboarding, that's when you're on a boat and um, you're kind of like a surfer, but not really. Well, anyhow, it's a completely different sport. I try always a bunch of things. Here, I'm getting back in rollerblading uh, without brakes, and that's also a totally new experience, right? Um, I'm trying to spend as much time outside as possible, um, connect with people. So figure that out. What actually is your rest? Besides that, guys, something also related to rest that I wanted to share with you. I'm right now recording this podcast and drinking my coffee with a little bit of coconut milk. Not sweetened, nothing else. Um, By the way, guys, plant-based milks work for coffee much better because they do not... Uh, interrupt with the um, absorption, digestion, and the functionality of a lot of plant compounds that are beneficial to our health, like different antioxidants, polyphenols. So if you like your coffee with milk, look into plant-based milk. They are much more beneficial and much better fit for a coffee. Um, And go for unsweetened versions because we all need to balance our blood sugar. That one thing we all know. Um, coffee. Why coffee? Guys, uh, we talked quite a few times about coffee timing on this podcast, and it really matters. And let me tell you a little kind of like a story um, about what can happen to you when you don't pay attention to the timing of your caffeine. So, coffee. It interrupts um, with um, the action of one chemical neuromodulator that's called adenosine. Adenosine, um, I also learned not so long ago, actually, it's a byproduct of glucose metabolism, meaning when we eat things with glucose, when glucose is broken down to make energy in our body, uh, one of the byproducts is adenosine. And adenosine is a chemical that has special receptors um, in our nerves systems, system, uh, in our nerves, you know, there are like receptors. And so there are special receptors to accept the molecule of adenosine. And the more it binds to our nerves, nerve receptors, the it activates the slowdown of the um, uh, action capacity of those neurons. And they basically... Adenosine promotes sleepy, drowsy feeling and state by making our neurons kind of less active, right? So uh, to sum it up, adenosine is a byproduct of glucose metabolism, energy metabolism in our body. And throughout the day, we make a lot of energy, obviously, and we accumulate quite a lot of adenosine. And at a certain point, we accumulate so much of that, that we feel sleepy. And usually that correlates uh, with the time, the end of the day, when we need to start getting ready for sleep. So caffeine binds to the same receptors and does not allow adenosine to bind anywhere. And it just kind of like floating in our blood. Uh, the more caffeine we consume during the day, obviously, the less receptors are available for adenosine. And also, it seems that caffeine stimulates or production of that ad- even more that production of adenosine. So we have more and more of it in the blood. Um, 
if we drink caffeine later in the day, so adenosine doesn't really have, again, enough receptors to promote this feeling of drowsiness, of sleepiness, and so we might not really feel that sleepy when we consume a lot of caffeine. We might not be able to fall asleep. Some people say, but I can fall asleep. But the thing is, more often than not, you would have in your blood a lot more adenosine because you drink too much caffeine. You know, good amount, they say two, three cups, average to small cups, and not like, again, Starbucks venti with horse dose of caffeine, more like, you know, brewed coffee, average, regular, smaller cup, like two, three of those earlier in the day is a normal, what's considered to be normal amount that doesn't interrupt with your sleep cycle that much. So let's get back to our story. So you drink a lot of caffeine. Let's take, Dave drinks a lot of caffeine throughout the day and even later in the day, meaning after 2 p.m. and Dave goes to bed usually around 10, 11 p.m. So he drinks all of this caffeine and adenosine, that molecule that usually binds to our neuron receptors and makes us feel sleepy and drowsy. So it has nowhere to go. It accumulates in our blood. Um, and somehow uh, Dave, even though he doesn't feel that sleepy, still goes to bed at 10 or 11. But he has all this uh, big amount of adenosine in his blood. And caffeine, you know, slowly it's uh, being broken down and it goes away. And the receptors where adenosine binds, they get, they get free. And adenosine starts to bind to those receptors. And we we already, you know, Dave already has a lot of that adenosine. So uh, a lot of that adenosine now binds to all these neuron re receptors. And again, adenosine makes us feel sleepy and drowsy. And by the time Dave wakes up to go to work, let's say at um, 6 or 7 a.m., there is still adenosine in his or on his neur neuron receptors right? Because the body, the brain, they didn't have enough time to uh, go through this process that our brain usually goes through of clearing that adenosine out of um, our brain. That's what usually happens when we have good sleep-wake cycle, when we don't overconsume caffeine, right? The brain actually clears that adenosine out of our system. And it's when in the morning we feel awake and fresh and not sleepy and groggy. But a lot of people do feel sleepy and groggy, you you know, they feel sleepy and groggy. groggy. Why? Because that a huge amount of adenosine during the night, because caffeine was still in action, caffeine was still bound to a lot of receptors, slowly dissipating throughout the night, and adenosine would come in, but there is a lot of it, and Dave's brain didn't have enough time to clear that adenosine. And so in the morning, when Dave wakes up, even though he had enough sleep on paper, like eight hours, uh, let's say Dave uh, woke up at um, 7 a.m. because he went to bed at 11 p.m. So eight hours on paper, but there is all this adenosine in the brain making Dave feel groggy and sleepy. And what Dave does, he drinks another cup of coffee almost as soon as he wakes up because he feels groggy and sleepy and he wants to feel awake and fresh and ready to attack the day and work and maybe important client calls and presentation that he has to do this morning, right? So he drinks that caffeine. And what caffeine does, again, it doesn't allow that adenosine to clear out of the system. And... Dave 
would feel a more awake and more alert, but then there is adenosine that didn't really clear out of the system because caffeine started to come in again. And then in a couple of hours, Dave would feel would feel sleepy again. Maybe not in a couple of hours, maybe a little bit longer, because then caffeine um, would part of it would be again metabolized and it will free up some adenosine receptors and the body would start working on clearing out that adenosine, but there is some in the brain still and they would crash and drink more caffeine and then crash and drink more caffeine because that adenosine and caffeine balance, it's now completely out of balance. And at night, Dave would feel again like he needs more coffee and that will disrupt adenosine clearance and caffeine breakdown. And also sleep quality is going to be compromised. It's not all the stages of sleep, non-REM, REM, deep sleep. They're just not going to be functioning the way they're supposed to be functioning and the way they're supposed to be structured. So the whole quality of sleep is not going to be the same. And then in the morning, Dave wakes up again and he feels groggy and sleepy and the cycle continues. And also your productivity, like your alertness, your focus, your mental energy, enthusiasm, optimism, all of that is just not going to be that sharp, that on point. And plus, you know, your... um Adrenal glands would probably be producing more adrenaline than they should, increasing your stress levels because that's what caffeine does. It uh, makes certain glands in your body produce more adrenaline, increasing your stress levels. Uh, that is long term not a great idea to always making your adrenal glands produce adrenaline over and over and over again. That's how you get adrenal glands fatigue and you start feeling fatigued all the time, plus your blood sugar is probably more elevated than it should be. And if Dave consumes on top of that some sugary stuff, that doesn't help because that um, will give a boost of energy, but then an adrenaline also will bring that blood sugar even more up, uh, com- combined effect with that sugary stuff, but then your blood sugar will fall all the way down and also probably caffeine adenosine balance not going to help you then. So you're really going to crash hard and reach out for another sweet and caffeinated uh, pair to make yourself well functioning. And here we go, you know, blood sugar roller coaster, adrenaline roller coaster, uh, adenosine and caffeine roller coaster, disrupted sleep. And that's it good quote-unquote setup for a health uh, energy hormonal disaster, right? So here's a little story for you guys. And what do you do? Well, a couple of things you can do. First, stop drinking your caffeine 12 hours before your bedtime and start um, making the dose of your caffeine less, especially if you've been drinking a lot of it. You know, one cup of coffee, Average size um, is probably a good idea. Um, what else? When you feel sleepy, eat something with protein, with fiber, with carbohydrates that are long-lasting, like in beans and lentils. Um, those are really great sources of carbohydrates that will help your body to keep your blood sugar stable. What else? Use breathing 
to make yourself more alert and focused instead of energy drinks or caffeine. What kind of breathing? We already talked about it a lot on this podcast, hyperventilation with breath holds at the end. So this type of breathing, you do 25 to 30 deep breath, then you breathe out fully, you hold as long as you can, breathe in and hold as long as you can. Wim Hof type of breathing, do the three, two, three, times and you'll feel awake and focused. Also, what helps with bringing your alertness levels up, balancing your blood sugar, keeping yourself focused. What helps is movement. Do a few burpees, a few squats that will um, stimulate your blood sugar, your blood oxygenation. Uh, All of these good things will probably bring up some adrenaline in your blood, but in a more balanced fashion, right? So move throughout the day. That will also help you to stay more awake, alert, focused without caffeine. So breathing, movement, and stay in a brightly lit environment. So don't choose some dungeons because that actually decreases your alertness and focus and feeling of being awake, right? So work outside um, at least by brightly lit source, um, I don't know, big windows or glass doors, or maybe uh, have some sort of light box or a light solution that imitates natural light outside, really bright, maybe some LED light, um, but um, natural light always works better. Um, Do all these things, movement, breathing, eating long-lasting carbohydrates with a lot of fiber plus some protein and uh, some fat, work in a brightly lit uh, environment, especially natural light works the best for that, and gradually your cycle uh, of caffeine, adenosine, and uh, adrenaline and blood glucose will get back to more or less normal state. Um, Even though, you know, the first day is probably going to be the hardest rebuilding the habits, but then also not really feeling that great. But that matters, guys. Um, So caffeine timing really matters. So before or next time you reach out for some um, cup of coffee and it's later in the day, think about what kind of cycle you are about to create. And once you create the cycle, it, it, it becomes harder to break that with the breaking, broken cycle of sleep, of energy, of blood sugar, of stress and adrenaline, right? So before you engage in any behavior like that, Think about that. Is it really worth it? Is something you're about to do really that important? And can you use other tools like breathing, like movement, like light, right? So think about it. Think deeper and drink your caffeine um, at the appropriate times. Again, best no later than 12 hours before your bedtime. Manage your caffeine, uh, maybe a couple of cups, average to small cups of coffee. And that's it for the day. And if you have any questions about that, guys, please do let me know. Um, Drink your caffeine by science, by neuroscience. Have an amazing weekend. Um, Organize something, schedule something that is different, that will or has the potential to really refresh you mentally and physically. 
share this episode with other people who might be on a caffeine, adenosine, uh, adrenaline and blood sugar roller coaster. Share this, guys, because you can really change someone's life and health. So share, reach out with questions, drink your caffeine by science, and till next time, as usual, eat better daily.